Today we meet the wife of Abraham's son, Isaac, a faithful woman who leaves behind everything she knows for a new life with Isaac in the land of Canaan. On The Bible Brief. Abraham had begun to see the promises of God take root. He'd seen the miraculous birth of Isaac through his barren wife, Sarah. And he'd seen Isaac grow up into a young man. And even in Sarah's death, Abraham began to own at least a small part of the land of Canaan, a field and a cave. Sarah's bones are now buried there, as will Abraham's when his long earthly life finally ends. But as Abraham continues to age, his priorities are squarely upon his son. Abraham hadn't yet become a great nation through Isaac, because that would require Isaac to have children, and his children to have children. It would take several generations for Abraham to truly have seed in abundance. But the very first step in that was to find a wife for Isaac. Let's read what Abraham does for his son. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household who had charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh, that I may make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but will go to my country and my kindred, and will take a wife for my son Isaac. Here Abraham commissions his most trusted servant in his household to find a wife for Isaac from among Abraham's family family that he had left outside of the land of Canaan. And just as Abraham would not take gifts from the Canaanites, so also he would not take any of their daughters as a wife for Isaac. And while it may seem odd from our vantage point to marry within the family, this is not an unheard of event for this time. In the Bible, eventually marrying a close relative becomes a frowned upon practice. But at this point, it actually appears to be an active faithfulness on Abraham's part because he refuses to consider a Canaanite wife for Isaac. Let's continue the conversation. The servant said to Abraham, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. You can see Abraham's faith continue to shine in this conversation. He's convinced that God will provide a wife for Isaac, and even says to his servant that God will send an angel before him to prepare a wife for Isaac. And so before he departs, the servant swears to Abraham that he will go to Abraham's family to find a wife for Isaac. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all sorts of choice gifts from his master. And he arose and went northeast of Canaan, to the city of Nahor, Abraham's brother. And he made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at the time of evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, 
O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman to whom I shall say, Please let down your jar that I may drink, and who shall say, Drink and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Here we see something wonderful in the Bible. A servant, whose name is not even given, expresses faith in God and prays to God for his success. The servant seeks to bless Abraham with a successful endeavor. And just as God said that he would bless those who bless Abraham, God immediately blesses the servant's mission. Before the servant had finished speaking, behold, Rebekah, who was the granddaughter of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her water jar on her shoulder. The young woman was very attractive in appearance, and a maiden whom no man had known. She went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please give me a little water to drink from your jar. She said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly let down her jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also, until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well to draw water. And she drew for all his camels. Immediately after the servant's prayer, the young, beautiful Rebecca comes to the well and responds in the fashion of the servant's request to God. She has shown herself to be the woman that God has provided for Isaac. You can imagine the awe that the servant must have felt with his prayer so immediately answered by God. And the servant's next task is to go to the household of Rebecca to confirm her parentage and to seal the deal with her relatives so that Rebekah can return with him to marry Isaac. So the servant meets with Rebekah's father, Bethuel, and her brother Laban, and tells them his task for Abraham and his goal of bringing Rebekah home for Isaac. Upon hearing the servant's story and the provision of God, the two men react positively. Let's keep reading. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you good or bad. Behold, Rebekah is before you. Take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. When Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed himself to the earth before the Lord. And the servant brought out jewelry of silver and of gold and garments and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave to her brother and to her mother costly ornaments. And he and the men who were with him ate and drank, and they spent the night there. Abraham's servant sealed the deal, and Rebekah will return with him to the land of Canaan. You can imagine the servant's joy to be able to return to his master having fulfilled his oath. And the servant is indeed eager to return to Canaan and to the household of Abraham. Next it says this, When they arose in the morning, the servant said, Send me away to my master. Rebekah's brother and her mother said, Let the young woman remain with us for a while, at least ten days. After that she may go. But the servant said to them, Do not delay me since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away that I may go with my master. They said, Let us call the young woman and ask her. And they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will go. Now this brief conversation tells us a lot about Rebekah. 
Notice that when the servant requests to leave immediately, Laban and Rebekah's mother want her to stay for ten more days. But the servant presses them to let him go immediately with Rebekah. And when Rebekah is asked, her response is that she will leave immediately. In some ways, Rebekah shows herself like Abraham. She leaves her country and her kindred and her father's house to go to the land of Canaan. And instead of being one who delays obedience, she obeys God's will immediately. Not only is Rebekah beautiful, but she has faith like her future father-in-law. So they sent away Rebekah their sister and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands, and may your offspring possess the gate of those who hate him. Then Rebekah and her young women arose and rode on the camels and followed the man. Thus the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now Isaac was dwelling in the south of the land of Canaan, in the Negev. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field toward evening. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, there were camels coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes. And when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from the camel and said to the servant, Who is that man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah his mother and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. It had been about three years since the death of Sarah, and in the Bible it says that Isaac was finally comforted as he embraced Rebekah as his wife. The servant had completed his mission with great success. He had found a wife for Isaac, the heir of the Abrahamic covenant. Through Isaac and Rebekah, the covenant would be established. It's after these events that we finally see the life of Abraham come to a close. And in these final statements about Abraham, we learn that he took another wife in his old age and had many other children, but Isaac remained the apple of his eye his miracle son from his wife Sarah, who would inherit all that he had. Let's read the account of the last days of Abraham. Abraham took another wife, whose name was Keturah, and she bore him other children. Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac, but to the sons of his concubines Abraham gave gifts, and while he was still living he sent them away from his son Isaac, eastward to the east country. These are the days of the years of Abraham's life, 175 years. Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. Isaac and Ishmael, his sons, buried him in the cave of Machpelah, east of Mamre, the field that Abram purchased from the Hittites. There Abraham was buried with Sarah, his wife. Abraham, the man of faith, had left his country and his kindred and his father's house because of the promises that God had made to him. Promises that serve as the bedrock for the rest of the Bible story. Promises of land, seed, and blessing. The land of Canaan, seed in abundance, and a blessing to the world through a particular seed of Abraham. With Abraham's death at the ripe old age of 175, The page is now turned to the next generation. God had said to Abraham, 
I will establish my covenant through Isaac. Join us next time as we examine the life of Abraham, the Shemite from Ur who became the father of many nations, and the man of faith that God used to enact more of his plan to save the world from sin. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2023